Hi, I'm your host, Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart TV. Coming to you today, instead of doing the interview, I'm the one getting interviewed and I wanted to share it with you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. It's with Aaron of Pursuing Freedom and living a life that you don't need a vacation from, which I really dig. So hopefully you guys dig it too. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns and you're listening to Grateful Heart. I started the show to help educate my clients on the real estate market and it's evolved into so much more. I've found that I love talking to people and I love learning new things. While our expertise is still on the health of the housing market, we want to focus on the health and the well-being of our listeners as well. More specifically, where we reside in our hearts, in our minds, and in our homes. The biggest purchase in our life just isn't a house. It's where we raise our children, start a new business, pray for our loved ones, and follow our dreams. It's even where we listen to our favorite podcast. When we are successful at home, everything else just falls into place, and we are so grateful for that. Home is where the grateful heart is. Thank you for joining us today. Hello there, Pursuing Freedom friends. Thanks, as always, for being with us today. I'm thrilled today to introduce you guys to Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns, who is in the outside the Phoenix, Arizona area, central Arizona. And Rebecca is a true real estate rock star. She's done it all. She's been in real estate since 93. And she has learned how to adapt and modify and grow and become number one in her area. She's been number one with Berkshire Hathaway for several years. She was number one Latina agent for years. Basically, she's a rock star, and I'm thrilled that she's taking the time to share her story with us today. She's also the host of the Grateful Heart podcast, which started as a TV show and became a podcast, something you guys definitely want to check out. She's been on HGTV, which I know many of you listening found real estate through HGTV. So we've got a real star here with us today. So with no further ado, Rebecca, if you wouldn't mind, thank you for being on the show first and foremost. Of course. Thank you. I think I might still be blushing from that intro you just gave me. Thank you. Um, Hey, well-deserved, well-deserved. So Rebecca, if you wouldn't mind, just share a little bit about your backstory. I mean, I know that we've got something really powerful to, to explore today. And I know you've had a long journey in real estate, but if you could kind of take us back to how you fell into this crazy business and then, you know, what's unfolded for you in the most recent years, as you've navigated some really earth shattering experiences in your life and, and how you've stayed the bright light that you are today, in spite of your circumstances, I think it's going to be a really inspiring interview for the listeners today. Oh, thank you so much, Aaron. I'd love to share my story. Um, you know how I fell into real estate? kicking and screaming. Um, I don't know if that's how everybody else does it. Probably not, but I was a little 18 year old girl going to ASU, Arizona state university. And my dad kept calling me, trying to get me to come work for him. And I didn't want to work with my dad. I just moved out. Like I just wanted to get away from him. Right. And so I went and I had aspirations of being an attorney. So I went and worked for a law firm across the street from university. I could go park my car there. It was great but it was minimum wage. And the guy who I worked for was a real jerk. And he would scream down the hall, girl, coffee, you know, fun things like that. And I think maybe after about a year of that, I finally called my dad. I'm like, dad, what do I need to do? Okay. I'm coming. I'm coming. And uh, so he put me through real estate school at the Arizona school of real estate and business. Ironically, several years later, I actually started teaching their contract law. That's another whole story. Uh, but I worked with him with his Hispanic clients. He had a, uh, being from Mexico and I was born there myself. That was his specialty. And I actually, which was great. I didn't grow up speaking it. So I got to practice my Spanish with all my dad's clients. When I started out as this little kid, you know, running around, this is, um, just so anybody listening, 
this is pre-cell phone days. This is when we had these big chunky pagers and I would have to stop at a pay phone to call him back. And we would uh, get listings from HUD. We did a lot of HUD and VA repo homes back in those days. And the listings would come out on that fax paper, you know, the kind that if you put it up in your car, it would just disappear magically. So I would like, when I started, I would be driving around list of HUD and VA repo homes to all of his Hispanic clients. And we'd go down to the auctions every day and, you know, bid on homes and show homes. And I, I started in 1993. My first home I bought in 1994 was $88,000. It was a HUD repo. Cabinets ripped off, eggs smattered on the walls, like all, all kinds of fun stories, right? And today that home's probably worth a half a million bucks. I really do wish I still owned that house, but long, mm-hmm. long ago sold. Awesome. So then talk to us about what happened from there. So you get into real estate, you're working with your dad and then what clicked for you? And at what point did you realize this is, this is the path for me and I'm ready to take it seriously and make my own way in this business. Well, what's really funny, I'm the youngest of six and my dad had said to me years later, I I worked for him through college. And once I got, once I graduated, I actually went and worked for a local home builder and got really into new home sales from 1997 through actually today, I still work with a builder. That's one of my primary accounts, but um, directly only working for builders lasted for about a decade until 2007 when the market crashed and I had to fire most of my sales agents, not a fun experience. Um, But my dad had said about me years later, He's like, you were the best one I ever had who worked for me with the biggest mouth. And so we just fought all the time. And when I graduated, I decided to go into new home sales, learned that industry really well. And then in 2007, that same year, uh, I went through a divorce with two little children and an ex-husband who was an addict, not fun. And um, oh, by the way, all the properties I owned were all like losing value every time I like looked up and Basically, I had to reinvent myself. Instead of being the new home sales manager, I became the short sale expert in the area. I was kind of known as almost the short sale queen. There was uh, an era where I was paying uh, about four grand a month for pay-per-click video ads. And during that era, I think I would get about three to four new listings from one in particular I did called Short Sales Suck. And you know, the title sounds funny. I probably said the word suck a thousand times in my video. But I think it was just that I was being really truthful and authentic in the video. I mean, I personally learned how to do short sales because I had to do my own as a result of going through my divorce and subsequent bankruptcy. And oh my gosh, I had like an 800 something FICO score. And at one point, I think I was in the 400s. It was, it was one of those experiences that I think maybe um, is a way to explain is that it probably led up to what happened you know, several years later for me that... And, you know, we have choices when things happen to us. We all have things happen to us. Either we pick it up and we get our act together and we figure out what we're going to do, or we could stay in that mindset, right? And so I learned real quick how to do short sales. I helped a bunch of people. We did foreclosures. And then about 2013, the builder that I currently work for came knocking at my door. The new home builders, instead of having tumbleweeds and yellow uh, exterior foam board and their subdivisions were starting to build again. And so for the last near decade, we've represented a local home builder. I've managed agents. I also have a resale business. I have a team. We work a lot with um, Zillow and other platforms, if you will, for leads. 
And um, what uh, you mentioned something pre-show about being diversified that, you know, there's probably several different components of where I attribute my success that I've had to date. Um, part of it's just being a nerd. I, I, I study the stats and I feel like because I was one of the first ones to get into short sales, by the time everybody else got into doing them, I'd already been doing them for so long and had such a great success that we were getting referrals like crazy to come to us. Um, and I think the legal background helped as well because I had to negotiate with the banks all the time. And I understood foreclosure and trustee sales. And you know, I've always been really big about educating because I feel like if you can educate your clients your experience and their experience is so much better because they understand what to expect, you know, and they don't have that if the agent in front of them is not educating them and empowering them to make the right decisions for their family. And really that's kind of the basis. Well, it is the basis for uh, Grateful Heart TV. Uh, on the intro, you mentioned it started on TV. It actually started on a radio and then COVID and the pandemic hit and nobody would leave their house or come down to the radio station. So we had to pivot. Remember that fun word from last year? We had to pivot. And then we went to video podcasting, which I, I'm so grateful that we did because we've had so much fun and had so many guests come on our show since then. Awesome. Um, there's a lot to unpack here, but before I go backwards, I would love for you to share a little bit about what happened to you in the last five, six years that's resulted in such a critical turning point in your life and business to where you are today. Absolutely. I, I'd be delighted to share. Uh, well, I guess delighted is not the best word for it. It's not a fun story, but it definitely is um, something that happened that has made me who I am today. I went to, and I actually did a speech at Toastmasters. I'm a huge proponent for Toastmasters. Anybody who is in business should learn how to communicate effectively. And I think that is definitely a huge component. I did a speech at Toastmasters about this called Manifest Destiny. And what I talk about in Manifest Destiny is I kind of go through and share with everybody my belief system because of the experience that I had. In late 2016, my oldest daughter had gone to Hawaii to go to school. She's getting ready to graduate her master's now, which is awesome. I took her over there. And when I flew home, it was literally my last conversation I'd had with my dad. My dad had uh, died from a really rare brain disease called CJD. And it's similar to mad cow disease, it, like literally one in 2 million. When she left for college, she had a going away party. And I thought my dad was just being a jerk because he just wasn't communicating, talking like, gosh, what's wrong with him? He's just sitting on the couch. Well, Mad cow disease basically eats up your brain. And so he started having a problem communicating and losing his words. We thought he'd had a stroke and we were hoping to help him get better. So I started taking him to the doctor's appointments, started taking him to rehab. Um, this happened basically in the beginning of September. And I was with him throughout the entire process. He ended up passing away on October 31st of 2016. I was there at his bedside when he passed with my sister and you know, being the baby of the family, it was kind of interesting. I was the one who made all the decisions. I wrote his obituary. I, you know, cleaned out his house, sold his house for him, gave the money to my stepmom, of course. And just going through all of that was tremendous enough. But the very next day we get a phone call, my husband's uncle, who he was named after died unexpectedly. And then the following day, my stepmom's mom, who lived with my dad and stepmom, 
died. We knew she was going to pass. She had been sick, but it was like, there was a joke in the family that her and my dad were racing to heaven. Um, and that was tremendous. Oh, and let me add that. I get a phone call from my former mother-in-law that my former father-in-law was in the hospital with heart attack that same day. So when we're going to the funeral in two days for my father, then the following day for my stepmom's mom, I'm not even telling my kids that their grandpa's in the hospital with a heart attack. Because when she called me, I'm like, oh my gosh, thinking in my head, I don't think I could take one more, you know, three in three days. And then one, um, and I talk about this in the story, my grandpa, sweetheart that he is, he, he and my dad, my dad is the oldest of eight, had um, an incredible relationship. They lived together. And my grandpa had passed out at the hospice and we had to take him to the hospital when all of this was happening too, because of his weak heart. I knew he wasn't going to last long. I saw him at my Tita Maria Elena's uh, service, which was, you know, day after my dad's. And I looked at him. I'm like, don't you, don't you go anywhere. We can't take it right now. He ended up passing the day after Christmas. Actually, it was, if you're in a pass in a way, this is the most beautiful way he could have. He had just had a full belly with all his favorite food sitting at the kitchen table with all my aunties. And he was literally like a happy man. My aunt, my cousin had just been married and he, I saw him at the funeral. I have taken selfies with my cute little 94 year old grandpa. And, um, he was out on the dance floor, catching the guard or full belly. Like it was incredibly beautiful. If you can say any, and if somebody passing, um, I get the call from my brother, like, Hey, we're waiting for you get down to the hospital. I'm like, what are you talking about? I get down there and my grandpa being the oldest or having my dad's the oldest of eight big Mexican family. Um, there was probably 50 of us in this hallway pouring out and they're waiting for me to get there to also be by his bedside. Like I was with my dad. And then right after that, one of my agents, um, bless his heart. Um, he died with cancer. He was in his house for three days with his daughter with down syndrome, who was age of five. And I had to clean out that house, write another obituary, right. You know, speak at another eulogy. And I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional about it, but I haven't talked about this experience in a while. And to say that all of that, it was like a tsunami of grief that I went through. When I say tsunami, it was a tsunami of grief, but I learned how to turn it into gratitude. And I started looking from within and realizing all of these things, like, you know, you start questioning the meaning of life. And I started realizing, you know what, all these things that I was afraid to do, um, I needed to figure out. And shortly thereafter, my husband and I built our own office. We have a satellite office with Berkshire Hathaway. It's beautiful. We'd always thought we didn't have the time, the money, you know, we forget it. I'm, I'm like going plunging in anything I wanted to do. I started doing, I started doing Toastmasters. I wanted to get better at public speaking. I learned to surf in Hawaii when I went to go visit my daughter. Like I, you know, just the zest for life. Like, I think you have that choice. You can go one direction or the other. And I chose to have a, a love of life I'd never had before. And as a result, we bought our cabin that we thought we couldn't have because we we're too busy. We worked too many weekends. There's no way we could get up there. Gosh, we were up there almost every weekend. And since then we bought a bunch of acres and we've been parceling land. Like we are doing all the things that I always dreamed to do, but I was too scared to because life is too short. And that is one thing that I realized and you get what you give and you should be living your life. Like you live on vacation and, and everything that has led up to that, what I has happened is work, life, abundance, money, all of that has just 
exploded. And so, you know, before that happened with my dad, I was always successful. My name was well known in the marketplace. Always had a ton of clients, but um, the business just blew up. And so we have, I, I, I shouldn't say it yet because I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure we're going to hit uh, number one in the state of Arizona for Berkshire Hathaway for the third year running. And that's out of over a thousand agents. And the number one Latina for NARAP, um, I've gotten a lot of number one awards since all of this went and happened. But I really do believe that it's happened because of how I now look at life, how I treat others, how I go about doing my business. And when you, you truly do give what you get. So I'm constantly trying to help others get ahead. I host masterminds in my office. I'm transparent. I share all the time with any agent who asks me what the secret sauce I have. And I'm, I just find that the more I do that, the better my life be is it has become. Well, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, you talk about live like you're on vacation and I don't know if you know, but the motto of the pursuing freedom brand, business podcast, mm-hmm. book, whatever you want to call it, is that the goal is to build a life you don't need a vacation from. And what's interesting to me always, um, when I'm on, when I'm speaking with someone on a podcast or talking with one of my team members or a friend or a coaching client, you name it, right? is that I think it's actually, there is a visible shift in someone's entire energy and vibration mm. when the light within you turns on, which is when you speak your truth, when your authenticity comes through. Right. And what's crazy to me is that you, it's really fascinating. Like as you were telling your backstory, you know, you were sharing about going from, you know, new home builders to short sales and all these things, overcoming adversity. But when you share your story about this tsunami of grief that you experienced, and then your choice to turn your grief into gratitude, which is a choice. I mean, it is a choice. And that you've, you've, you've gained this zest for life because you realize that life is short and that you've got to go do all the things you want to do now. It, I, I could visibly see a shift. It, it was like, all of a sudden you illuminated. And I think that there's something to this. Like everybody wants to know what's the magic sauce. Like right. when, like when I'm, when I'm successful, when I hit my goals, then I'll be happy. And it's the yeah. opposite. It's, it is. It's absolutely yeah. Like you have to tune in to what brings you joy, who you are naturally, what mm-hmm. makes you laugh, what makes you cry who are you? What is your DNA? And you are already enough to create radical transformation and magnetism in your business. And that's your living proof. Like everyone can go and get deals. Everybody can go and get success. Mm -hmm. But if you're chasing what you're trying to get, you can't feel the same. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And I love that you said I illuminated because that is such a compliment I speak in my intro on my show about frequency and vibration. And I now pray every night before I go to bed. And I, I'm not asking for anything. I'm just thanking God for my day that I had. And I actually did get baptized on the, in the beach on Hawaii after my dad passed. I, I just completely transformed. And I meditate regularly now too. And, and I do feel like that, is an, that allows me to maybe not be so reactive in our business. That can be very reactive especially mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, especially with the bidding wars, 
oh my goodness, you know, if I can just talk just as a hair um, over the weekend, I, I think I shared with you before the show started, we had over a hundred showings on three listings and over 30 plus contracts. And a lot of agents and buyers are so desperate. They're behaving so badly. One of them behaved so badly with me and her offer was so good. But after that, like, I don't want to work with her, you know? And so I actually do tell my agents, you know, um, besides all of this, you need to be selling yourself in the first minute, minute you get, you know, in any kind of interaction with a client and or a colleague. And so your, your vibe, your frequency, like I never understood like, Hey baby, what's your vibe? I didn't, you know, before that had happened, I didn't understand like what a vibration truly meant. But when I pick up the phone and I call somebody, I usually get the deal. And I think it has everything to do with, they feel my illumination. I don't know how else to say it, but it's not the Midas touch. It's not luck. It's a choice. We have a choice every day to be happy. We have a choice. Well, and it's, I mean, just for the sake of the audience, not thinking that we're trying to be totally woo-woo here because we are all running businesses is that it, the fact of the matter is there are so many people that roll over in the morning and before their feet hit the ground, they're in their inbox, they're in their text messages on social media, in the rabbit hole, allowing their energy, attention, and emotion to be hijacked by the rest of the world before they've ever decided how they're going to manage their own light within them. And so before we get to doing, and before we talk about strategy or the number of calls you're going to make or the number of meetings you're going to make, if you want to find joy and ease and, you know, you talk about the word tsunami, but you can experience a tsunami of abundance also when you do the work to turn the light on within you first. And all that means is when you wake up in the morning, take the time to meditate, take the time to breathe, take the time to have a cup of coffee in silence without giving yourself away, ask yourself, mm-hmm. what are you grateful for? What blessings do you have? Because we all have blessings. And then ask yourself, how do I want to live? How do I want to feel? How do I want to show up in the lives of people today? Then when you go to do, you bring a vibration that is magnetic. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, and it's not necessarily woo woo. It's just a state of mind that you present yourself and that you show up with. You know, at the end of the day, the last two years we had, um, you know, we, we, you and I both know how scary COVID was for our industry. Like the first month of the pandemic, I had nothing but cancellations, you know, all kinds of terrible things like that. Right. Again, you know, being faced with adversity, we have a choice and a lot of agents just kind of, you know, got in the fetal position and sucked their thumb while a bunch of other of us got out there and hustled. And I actually had the best year of my entire career last year in 2021, we exceeded a hundred million in sales for our team. I have several agents who work for me. I have different uh, streams of revenue and it was by purpose, you know, the way we built things up, but it has been a magnetism type of attraction that people come to me. I don't pursue them. You know, yes, you, 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 you may, you know, you need to make your calls or whatever you, but I had a coach years ago who told me I, he ran out of stuff to give me advice on. And the minute he started telling me to call my spirit, I'm like, okay, I'm done with you because I need to be different. I need to be out there. And what I have found is the better I treat my clients, the more clients I have, you know, it's not rocket science. You just treat people the way you want to be treated and business just follows suit. A hundred percent. I love that you say business follows suit. We always talk about business as the byproduct 
of the contribution you're making and with what, with what kind of energy are you bringing to your day? Are you getting up and doing what you have to, what you should muscling through, or are you waking up and deciding that you're going to go make an impact in people's lives and have fun doing it. And the next thing you know, your business is blowing up. So I do want to back up a little bit because one thing I want to touch upon today, and I'm curious to hear your perspective on this, is that we are and have been in a very, very challenging market. People, clients are behaving recklessly. You know, we've got so much emotion, so much, you know, failed attempts. Yes. And it feels like, it feels like just hard a lot of days for a lot of agents. And so, you know, you've overcome adversity many times in your life and much more than most people can say that they've had to experience in their life. And here you are with your light shining bright, choosing life, choosing the zest for life and choosing gratitude. So you've also navigated shifting markets because you've, you've gone through the short sale. You talk about being the master of learning and then leading with education. I could not agree with you more. I think this is, there's no better time than right now to focus on how can you learn? How can you lead with value? And then how can you educate and be that sort of lighthouse in the storm, if you will? Mm-hmm. So what does it look like for you as you look ahead into this new year? And we see these challenges in the market. We see these external circumstances we can't control. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it look like strategically to still be able to find that positivity and then to attract abundance in spite of, you know, so many people around us feeling like it just feels hard? Well, I think that the difference is people letting things just happen to them. When you feel like you're the victim, then it's hard. I actually said this to somebody yesterday in the listing appointment. I mean, I've been doing this nearly 30 years. In 2023, I'm going to celebrate 30 years in this business full time. Very little challenges me now. And I'm not trying to be cocky. I'm just saying that I actually like the bidding wars in the sense that it's it gets my blood pumping and I get exhilarated when I win one, you know. And yesterday I played dominoes and I helped my seller buy one of my other listings and then made sure my friend got the buyer deal on that one. And when it was all said and done, I I, call my client and I'm like, you got the house. She's like, what? And I go, you got the house. And she just starts screaming and crying. And like, that's what motivates me is really making an impact in people's lives. It's not the money. And so when you're chasing the money, if that's your focus, I can tell the difference. I can tell the difference when I'm working with a lender, when I'm working with an agent, if their only motivation is themselves and their money and what's best for them, forget about it. There's a, the cutest little couple that have been doing business here in Arizona for forever. And they're like, their big thing was the newspaper advertising when people actually bought newspapers. They're named the Callaways. They're the sweetest, most adorable couple. They wrote a book called um, uh, Clients First. And I, that like, and I read that like probably 10, 15 years ago and they do a a ton of charity work and they're just adorable and they are so wonderful to work with that. As soon as I had my first transaction with them, I went back to my team. I'm like, that's, those are the compliments I want to receive about you guys. So when anybody calls, you're in a good mood. You're, I want everybody around me, their vibration, they need to be, I want compliments about my staff. Because then I know my clients are having a good experience because it's all about their experience, in my opinion. Today, I just pulled the stats. I'm getting ready to record a show after this. So I, record, I, I checked our stats for the local MLS. 
In the worst of the worst, we had 40,000 listings for sale. When it was kind of like even, maybe 2016, 17, 18, we had about 20,000. I looked this morning. I looked at Maricopa County and Pinal County, which is just our Metro Phoenix area. 3,700 active listings. But if I remove all the condos, we're down to 23 freaking hundred houses. So one of the main states is Arizona for all the people moving in. We don't have enough roofs for all the people living here. We have apartments going up everywhere. People are paying more for apartments than what I pay for my own personal mortgage. And it's mind-blowing to me. The desperation is real. So all I can do is, again, educate. I have something called the agent cheat sheet. I was on a podcast last year um, real estate rock stars. And I can't tell you many people from all over the country heard that. And they were calling me for my cheat sheet. I'm happy to share it. And, it, and the number one thing I put on that cheat sheet is from the, and I said this earlier, from the first time you call to schedule that appointment, I tell my agents this, you'd be nice. You'd be a pleasure to work with. You joke with them. You want that agent to help you. You want them to work with you. And guess what? Item number two, is that the lender's doing the same thing that I work with because we want to present this package that like, look, we know you've got 15, 16 offers, but we want you guys to want to work with us. And how is that done? Is it by being a bully and being aggressive and being desperate and screaming and complaining and saying, like I had somebody last night threaten me, they're going to port me to the department of real estate. I'm like, okay, why? Because they didn't get their offer accepted. Really? Guess what? I, you probably would have been my best backup but now I don't want to work with you, lady. You know, it, it's just treat others the way that you want to be treated. And guess what? The deals come a lot easier. They really do. Yeah. I love it. Well, God, we could go on for hours, but I really want to respect your time today. And I just appreciate you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story with us today. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you for having me, Erin. I appreciate your time too. And to all my friends out there pursuing freedom, Make sure you go and find the Grateful Heart podcast. And how else can folks find you, follow you, get a hold of you, Rebecca? Where's the best place to reach you? I would say just go to integrityallstars.com. We have a link to my podcast right there and everything real estate related here in Arizona. Um, love to help anybody who's looking for referrals or, or what have you. I mean, honestly, like I said, I'm, a, I'm an open book. I've had several people call me and reach out to me over the last couple of years since I've been doing my podcast, asking me for advice. And I'm happy to give it, you know, at the end of the day, you get what you get or you get what you give. <laughs> <laughs> Both, right? Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you. And to all my friends out there pursuing freedom, as always, I love and appreciate you. Real quick, if you haven't already hopped over to pursuingfreedom.com forward slash resources to check out all the free downloadable tools there to help you on your journey towards building a life you don't need a vacation from, make sure you do that because it'll opt you into the Sunday emails that are coming out, which will keep you up to date on all the new podcast releases, but also make sure you don't miss the registration page for some of the free workshops that are coming out in the coming weeks. Lots of good stuff planned for 2022 to help you on your journey making all your dreams come true and building that awesome life. As always, I love and appreciate you. So get an awesome day. We'll see you next time. Rebecca here. And all I can tell you is I had so much fun getting interviewed just now. I hope you guys liked hearing my story. If there's any advice about life, love, I don't know, business, feel free to reach out to me because I'm happy to talk about it as you guys just saw. Have a great day. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. 
My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing. We know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud, creating solutions that save time and money for everyone. Ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. What a great show, and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, Check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. I'm on vacation every single day, every single day.